You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio, breaking news, what it means, and why it matters. Fusion. Truth. And pursuing clarity. Well, would you believe that uh, we are we are in a situation now where the White House can basically say it doesn't want to let the nation's oldest newspaper come cover what it's doing? That happened. Michael Goodwin's here to tell us the real story of banning the New York Post. Something interesting is happening with this. Kevin McCullough, let me start with you. I found this thing at townhall.com by Kevin McCullough. The big dog has come out of nowhere. Kevin McCullough. I just want to help people think. Nationally syndicated radio host and author of No He Can't. Yeah, he's playing the role as, uh, as well as anybody could. Kevin McCullough is a nationally syndicated radio host and author of No He Can't. The odds are he's right. It's Kevin McCullough Radio. All right, Kevin McCullough, very glad to have you with us and uh, very thankful uh, to be able to have a great show laid out for you today. Uh, coming up before we're done, Pastor Alan Jackson, who's going to be at our Pastors Appreciation event uh, in Queens on fr- on Thursday morning, uh, is going to be with me in the fourth segment today. Give us a little preview of what he is doing to encourage you. Also, I've got uh, KT McFarland uh, for two segments today. Uh, so she's going to be very generous with her time. And I'm very, very grateful to welcome back uh, Michael Goodwin from the New York Post, who is, uh, I think, one of the most important columnists that you can read uh, week to week. And he's certainly one of the most engaging uh, talk radio guests, uh, kind of in the history of the genre. If you ask uh, people that have uh, had him on their show long before I was around uh, and Michael continues to give us the, the straight skinny on it. Michael, it's, it's good to have you back. Um there, there's this there's this thing that popped up at the White House yesterday, and it's kind of befuddling. But why did the Biden administration uh, decide to cut your newspaper uh, out of an upcoming event for them? Well, thank you, Kevin. I'm I'm tempted to make a reference to the old dog joke about why. Uh, but let's just say in in this case, they did it because they could get away with it. Um, the white the, the press corps is now um, when it's not in the pocket of the Democratic uh, president, uh, it's asleep. And so you have, uh, as we saw at the recent uh, White House correspondence dinner, uh, the president giving effectively a stump speech, according to many of the many of those in attendance, to which the White House press corps cheered. Um, so I think we can safely say they are in his pocket. And so when the president singles out the New York Post, which has been a thorn in his side, um, and disinvites our reporter, Stephen Nelson, to a routine event where there were no questions, the room was uh, about only about 60% filled. There were apparently 50 seats and, um, I don't know, at least 20 seats that were apparently were vacant. So maybe a little more than half filled. Um, and they just send the post an email. You, you, sorry, we, we can't accommodate you today, even though the post is a credentialed member of the White House press. Um, that's the kind of thing that you get when you ruffle the feathers. That's the kind of thing you get when you go against the grain. But what is really outrageous is for the rest of the correspondents to be silent in the face of this. This is, you know, when they came for the post, I didn't say anything. But this is this is what's going on with the Democrats and the media. This is cancel culture. This is what what happens on university campuses, and any place where they don't agree with you, they're going to shut you up and shut you out. And that's what happened to the New York Post from the president of the United States and not a peep of protest from the other members of the media. That's where we are in Washington. So do you think that it's directly related to the reporting? Does it have to do with the reporting of the laptop and the and the because I mean, you guys did, you know, stick your neck out there. You you had you had the evidence, so you ran with the story. 
Um, Miranda Devine's written an entire book about it, and she's documented a lot of the stuff that had been speculative. She's put it into into factual context. Um, and this is a newspaper that was started by Alexander Hamilton. I mean, of all of the publications in all of the country as to why you guys would be the ones that were were picked on. Is it is it just a simple tit for tat over the fact that you you ran a story that they didn't like? Oh, I think we've run, you know, hundreds of stories <laughs> they so don't like, and, and uh, many, many columns to boot. Um, uh, Stephen Nelson is, a, is an aggressive reporter in the Washington Bureau of the New York Post, and he will, along with Peter Ducey and others, they shout out questions when, when the president doesn't want to take them. This was not a news conference because Joe Biden really doesn't talk to the press. That's beneath him. Um, so this was going to be the announcement on the airplane, you know, trying to get the, the carriers to have to compensate passengers who get bumped or whatever or delayed. And so they're on this stage, which is like a fake White House. Uh, it's a television set, really, right. in, in the old ex- executive office building. And it the design is that the reporters are in seats almost like an auditorium, a small auditorium. And so they don't want questions. They want the president. He's probably maybe taping this for a campaign commercial at some point. Uh, and so they don't want any distractions from their choice of words and the setting and the imagery. And so if I'm a member of the other uh uh, groups, uh, media groups there. I'm, I'm insulted because they assume I'm not going to ruffle any feathers. I'm not going to raise a question. I'm going to sit there and like a stenographer, take down the president's words and then go back to my cubby hole and write a nice story. That's what they're assuming the West, rest of the press corps did. And guess what? That's the, exactly what the pre- rest of the press corps did. So the president did not have to answer any questions about this what appears to be a looming indictment of his son. He said on Friday night in an interview with uh, MSNBC, it doesn't get any cozier than that, that uh, my son has done nothing wrong. Now, here's the president of the United States saying my son has done nothing wrong while his own Justice Department is investigating and perhaps prosecuting his son. Isn't that a signal to the Justice Department? Hey, leave my son alone. I mean, they work for him. And, you know, the Wall Street Journal has pointed this out. But what the journal neglected to mention was that in April of last year, the president let it be known that he wanted Donald Trump prosecuted. And lo and behold, Merrick Garland went and prosecuted Donald Trump. Uh, And so did other Democratic prosecutors uh, in New York, for example. Right. So uh, this idea that Donald Trump has destroyed all the norms, you know, let's look at the Democrats. Let's look at the media. Who is really responsible for destroying the norms of American uh, elections and and American just general news coverage of a president. Yeah, no, that's very well observed, Michael Goodwin, as most things are. And I would just say quickly, you know, his his approval ratings are like 36 percent. I mean, the economy, the border, all of these things, along with his age. And so you got a sense that things are not going well. And do you trust that Joe Biden can fix them when he's 86 years old? I mean, that's what you're asking people to decide on. I think it's a fairly easy decision for yep. most people. No, nope. well said. Uh, Michael Goodwin, always appreciate your insights, and thank you for being with us today. Always a pleasure. Thank you, Ken. Kevin McCullough, coming right back. Don't go away.
Concerned about the impact the current state of our culture will have on the future leaders of the nation? Studies show a child's worldview begins taking shape as soon as they can speak. At City Life Academy, they believe this is true. They equip and prepare students beyond academics and into the spiritual side of life. They prepare them to engage with a challenging world, not hide from it. At City Life Academy, they teach students how to think, not what to think. Using God's Word as the foundation for a biblical worldview, their goal is to produce a generation that uses God-given reason and is not afraid to be the lights in darkness. They teach students to love their neighbors with compassion and grace while standing firm in faith. City Life Academy has a world-class high-tech facility in Brooklyn with affordable tuition rates for students from 3-year-old pre-K to 12th grade. Students are mentored in a gospel-centered atmosphere by caring staff who demonstrate biblical grace in students' daily lives. For more information, visit citylife.academy or call 7 718-436-8924. That's citylife.academy or 718-436-8924. Over the past 20 years, a quiet revolution has transformed medicine. Many conditions that once required major surgery can now be treated with procedures that are far less invasive and often far more effective. Are you aware of these alternatives? Join Dr. Dan Simon for All Things Health, where he discusses cutting-edge medical advances that are providing alternatives to traditional surgery. Dr. Simon is an experienced interventional radiologist who has helped thousands of patients experience dramatic improvements, all without traditional surgery. Dr. Simon will explain the latest medical breakthroughs so you can be fully aware of your options. Have questions? Call Dr. Simon at 1-844-534-3621 or visit www.allthingshealth.ai. Or listen to All Things Health on AM 970 The Answer on Sundays and AM 570 and 102.3 FM The Mission WMCA on Saturdays. To learn more, visit allthingshealth.ai. AM 570 and 102.3 FM The Mission WMCA. Listen online at wmca.com, tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. The all-new series, Bible Alive, with Dr. David Schroeder, is heard every Sunday morning at 930 Dr. Schroeder is the founder of Masterworks, the overseas ministry motivating disciples to make disciples. Tune in Sunday mornings at 9.30 to hear testimonies and stories from lives changed around the world through Masterworks. Listen to Bible Alive Sunday mornings at 9.30 and hear Dr. Schroeder transform and impact your community. Visit masterworksinc.org. Hi, Kevin McCullough. You hear me on AM 570 and 102.3 FM, The Mission WMCA, or AM 970 on almost every day of the week. Glad to be with you now, though, to direct your thoughts to our annual effort to try to help those who are hungry find food. And I'm glad to welcome back Paul Jacobs to our studios. It's great to be back with you. It's great to be back on a day of hope, a day of rescue, a very special day where you, for just a few dollars, can save a family's life. Emmanuel from Valley Cottage did exactly that, saved a family. And I'm just encouraged by what he shared. He said, I want to help to feed hungry people through a trustworthy source. Food for the Poor for more than 41 years has worked hand-in-hand with the local ministries on the ground, pastors, just like your pastor, just like mine, to minister to the needs of families who are in desperate need. Your gift of $144 is going to be worked through a pastor and a local ministry on the ground to make sure that families get the food that they desperately need. So we're asking you right now to take a moment and say yes to a pastor who is being resourced because of your generosity and your compassion. Say yes to a family who may not know where their next meal is coming from, but because of you, be assured that for the next year, they're eating every single day. Your gift of $144, you are making a difference right now. So I want to ask you at this very moment to say yes to a family. It's so important that you call right now, as Paul just said, because there is a food for food match in effect for at least the next 10 minutes. So please go and make double the gift impact of your gift right now. 855-907-4673, 855-907-4673, 855-907-4673, or go to the homepage of this radio station and click on the Give Food banner right at the top. Big red banner, you can't miss it.
Feel like you're trying to push a boulder uphill wearing skates? If you run or manage a local business today, you're challenged like never before. We get it, and we want to help. We're Salem Surround. We're a full-service marketing agency that'll help you increase your customer base by designing incredibly effective plans to reach your consumers day, night, and everywhere they might be. If you're a local business and want to see what Salem Surround can do for you, Google Salem Surround New York. Remember to Google Salem Surround New York today. You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio, coming to you live from the Connors and Sullivan Broadcast Studio. Breaking news as it happens. You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio. All right, my next guest is someone who I have personally had the privilege of discussing how to deep fry a turkey with on on the Fox News channel. Now, it wasn't on the main channel, it was on a little place called the Strategy Room, which was kind of well, at that time, it was like a closet on the 12th floor or somewhere, but it was but it was a very memorable meeting. Uh, but it was just one of many conversations that I've had with uh, this very special person who has served not one, but multiple administrations uh, in the Pentagon and as part of national security and foreign policy teams. Uh, she is someone who held the civilian equivalent rank of a four-star admiral or general when she was at the Pentagon, and I am very pleased to say that she's also a wonderful friend. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for Katie McFarland. <laughs> hey, can I just tell your audience what you meant about the deep frying the turkey? So you uh, and sure. I were on it. We were on a show that was the precursor of Fox Nation. It's an online show, and it was really the precursor of the five. Yep. And so you and I are sitting. They made there the wrong family. hires on that, by the way. They hired well, all the wrong people. You know, should have had you and me knows. on there, but it's a different thing. Exactly. So we're sitting, we debate everything from, you know, presidential politics to, you know, what you're going to do for Thanksgiving. So we're talking about Thanksgiving and turkeys, and then you pop up with how you deep fry a turkey. And I looked at you and I said, Kevin, do you know about deep frying turkeys? And then you went on to explain how you do it, and now you have to be really careful it's not a frozen turkey. And I was so dazzled with the breadth of your knowledge that I've just respected you ever since. Well, it's, I appreciate that. And I think, you know, I, I do have just kind of a natural curiosity about life. Um, in fact, uh, before we uh, sat down to have this conversation, you heard me having a conversation with Nicole Sapphire about breast cancer and the developments mm -hmm. in different areas of health and so forth. So I do have a very wide I don't know, interest in what's going on in the world. And that's why I, I like my shows to kind of reflect that, because I think it's a benefit to people. If, if we can if we can make life a little bit better for each other and in as many ways as possible, I think that's a generally good thing. So having that as kind of the context of where we're going here, um, you've led an extraordinary uh, an extraordinary life. You've you've served your country in, in multiple ways. Not only are you uh, have have you served in in public office? Uh, but you've also uh, very much supported our nation's military. You're a proud Navy mm -hmm. mom. Uh, I've got a lot of Navy members in my family. Both grandfathers were in the Big War. Uh, my brother-in-law is active duty now, and um, really proud of him. Top Gun grad, so forth. Um, let me let me just so people kind of get a sense of this. What what is your sense of where we are with our military in 2023 as we speak right now? Oh, I think we're in trouble um, for a bunch of reasons. You know, for 20 years, we've ignored the military and the, the major looming threat in front of us, which is China. We focused on the Middle East, on the forever wars. And now I'm worried that we're ignoring the prevailing threat to us, which is China, as we're focused on Europe and Ukraine and Russia. Not that we shouldn't want to have Ukraine succeed, but don't do it at the expense of the real strategic threat to the United States. And certainly don't do it by drawing down our military capabilities so somebody else can fight their fight. And in addition to that, we've um, we've really fallen behind technologically. You know, we always think about America as the cutting edge technology power, whether it's with anything to do with cyber or whether it's anything to do with the internet or computers or, or, or cyber security or cyber weapons. And we've really fallen behind. I mean, the Russians and particularly the Chinese, they have a whole new class of weapons that we don't have. They're called hypersonic weapons. And we have no, we do not have hypersonic weapons. We do not have the ability to defend against hypersonic weapons. And that's just one area where we've fallen behind. So I'm worried that not only have we not kept up with where we should, but we're not looking to the future. And we've not, we're not developing these 
these more sophisticated technological weapon systems and that we're not investing in, in high technology. You know, the Chinese understand that the country that controls quantum computing, artificial intelligence, the country that controls the sort of 10 different areas of, of the technologies of the future controls the future. And China's had an all government approach, a whole of nation approach on surpassing the United States, not just economically, but militarily, technologically, politically, diplomatically, every way you can think of. And they plan to do it within a very short period of time, within the next five or 10 years. And I worry that we have no plan, hmm. that we don't have a technology plan, that we don't have a military plan. I mean, we have a president who's kind of out of it. And we have an administration which is really not focused on the looming threat in front of it, which is China. And that we're going to be caught very flat-footed unless we change course within within a couple of years. Well, just an example of what you're talking about was the uh, hearing uh, about a week ago in which a uh, senator from Iowa, Joni Ernst, asked Energy mm -hmm. Secretary Granholm about the need to convert our entire military to ele electric vehicles by uh, six years from now, 2030. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I, I'm sitting here, I'm not that, technologically savvy i mean i know how to operate my phone uh, my phone and my computer but you know i'm i'm not a tech geek by any stretch of the imagination and i'm sitting here thinking well if i can think of ways that that would benefit our enemies and hurt us surely smart people somewhere in washington could have said the same thing to secretary granholm at some point but instead when she's asked about it she doubles down and says no we absolutely can and we should because it's the right thing to do to be green kt i want my military to have zero capacity limitations. I, I don't want I don't want them to be able to move or not move based on what type of fuel they use or where the mm. energy comes from or anything else. In fact, I was talking with General Keene about this and I said, shouldn't we be like in R&D right now thinking about putting tiny little nuclear reactors in vehicles? I mean, we do it in the aircraft carriers and the submarines. Right. Shouldn't we be figuring out how to do that so we don't need any fuel at all? And he said there are people working on that, but it's all private sector. He happens to be associated with one of the companies that is. But we're we're not, to your point, thinking about the right things. No, and, and here's what's wrong about what Senator Granholm said. Number one, America has, we have the God-given resources to be not only energy independent, but energy dominant. We have, out of shale rock, we have the ability to power the world for hundreds of years. And we were well on our way to doing that. We were energy independent at the end of the Trump administration, well on our way to being energy dominant. Now, what energy dominant means is we export so much stuff, so much oil and natural gas, that we set the price. And we can set the price much lower than Russia and Iran, any of these other countries can. And so as a result of that, we drive down the overall price and we bankrupt our adversaries. So first of all, when Senator Granholm comes out and says, well, we want to go to an all electric fleet or we want to go to a green energy solution. Why are we tying our hands behind our back when we could be the dominant energy source for the world? And number two, when she talks about that, guess where those contracts are coming from? Guess who's making all the stuff that goes into electric? Every ounce vehicles? of lithium you need in the battery comes from where? China. And so not only are we tying our hands behind our back and not using the natural resources that we've been given by the almighty, that we are absolutely enriching our enemies. We are paying for their military buildup because yeah. of our own shorthand. And then the final straw is that we're pledging this, that we're going to disadvantage our own economy, lose jobs to China. But when you look at China, what are they doing? What are they doing about the green energy revolution? And about reducing their emissions. Okay, they don't well, care about it. That. Care. And they don't they're want their military to, to care about it because they just want their military oh. to kill people and break things when it's time to do such things. She's KT McFarlane. I'm Kevin McCullough. We're coming right back. Credit card debt is at an all-time high. The word inflation has become a household word. Now we are seeing banks collapsing before our eyes and throwing the economy on a very nervous roller coaster. Hey everyone, this is Mike. And this is Brian with Fellowship Home Loans. And yes, those are all very scary things, but there is a silver lining here. And that's with all the turmoil going on with these banks, 
a huge interest rate drop has happened in mortgages. Now is the time to make that call at 800-804-SAVE. That's 800-804-7283 or online at fellowshiphomeloans.com. Now is the time to act because with this economy, who knows how long this is lasting. It's that perfect time for that free mortgage checkup. 800-804-SAVE. That's 800-804-7283 or online at fellowshiphomeloans.com. Fellowship Home Loans. Welcome Welcome home. home. Nationwide Mortgage Bankers, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS number 819382. For over a century, local broadcasting has evolved with the needs of the community. We move past the stigmas of opinion journalism and bring the most relevant news online, on air, and on the go. You have trusted us with your news, sports, weather, and entertainment. Trust us to keep moving with you. Text RADIO to 52886 and tell Congress local broadcasting is here to stay. This is an urgent announcement for anyone that's $10,000 or more in debt. Before you make another minimum payment, you need to know there are special programs that can completely free you of your debt. Total Financial Freedom can help you become debt-free in months instead of years. Resolve your credit card debt, signature loans, department store cards, internet loans, and timeshares. Call now at 800-533-6605 for a free consultation. For 16 years, Total Financial Freedom has helped thousands get out of debt. You can feel confident when calling because Total Financial Freedom is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. Battling for years and years stuck in the endless cycle of minimum payments could take decades. You have the right to get your debt resolved and substantially reduce your monthly payments. Call Total Financial now at 800-533-6605. That's 800-533-6605. 800-533-6605. To my newborn baby boy, the day you arrived was one of the happiest days of my life. Right up there with the day I bought my RV from that guy on the internet and insured it with Progressive. <laughs> what a deal. Just know, son, I'll always be here for you. And by here, I mean in the middle of absolutely nowhere. In my RV. Protect your baby with an RV policy from Progressive. Take as little as four minutes to see what you could save at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. How long does it take to tackle a home project? With Angie, you could cross it off your list before this ad is over. Just tell us what you need. Indoor or outdoor, repair or redesign. And we handle the rest. Sending a top pro to get it done. You don't have to lift a finger. Except to tap the screen or click the mouse. Plus, Angie is free to use. So bring us your next home project, and we'll bring it home. Download the app or go to Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com to get started. Like AM570 The Mission? Then don't forget to like us on Facebook so you can find daily encouragement in your newsfeed, share your thoughts about the mission, read inspirational articles, interact with our hosts, and find more information about our advertisers. Like us on Facebook today. Listen to your favorite Christian programs anytime on the OnePlace app. Download and listen offline. Stream to your car or automated home device. Download OnePlace at Google Play or the iTunes App Store. You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio, coming to you live from the Connors & Sullivan Broadcast Studio. confusion, amplifying truth, and pursuing clarity. It's Kevin McCullough Radio. This coming weekend is Mother's Day, uh, and I want to say happy Mother's Day to you. And I'm curious if you have any, you know, special thoughts of how's how's Mother's Day for you this year? (laughs) Mother's Day, Grandmother's Day is a terrific holiday at our house. Um, You know, I think that of all the things I've done in my life, and it's a long life, and I've had great success and a long and happy marriage. But the greatest thing is to be a mother and grandmother. We have five kids and they're all terrific. They're all, everyone is completely different. Everyone lives in a different part of the country. But for me, I took, unbelievably, I took a good decade and a half out of my professional life to be home with my kids. Wow. And it made all the difference. And I was able, thank, thank goodness, I was able to sort of restart a career, a little different career, but restart a career and enjoy another chapter of my life and great success in the politics and media world. But I must say that those years I've spent enriched me. Not only were they terrific for my children to have mom at hand all the time, 
but they enriched me. Now, a lot of women don't have that luxury Mm. to stay home and to raise their kids. And I do, my heart goes out to all the women, including my own daughters and daughters-in-law who are struggling to try to balance family life, professional life, marriage, kids, work, career advancement. But I think it's just the greatest job you can ever have. And now that I'm a granny and I have grandchildren that are, <laughs> they call me Granny Mac, by the way. Um, now that I have grandchildren that are from the age of 21 down to three and a half weeks, um, it's been the greatest joy again to see them. And when you get old and you're looking back at your life and you think what's been important, what's not, the greatest thing is to be able to say, you know, I did that one okay. I did that right. I raised great kids. They're living fulfilling lives with wonderful partners in their lives. And now I'm looking at the children that they're raising and thinking, well, that's my legacy. Not necessarily some great career, although I had a good one, but also to think that my legacy is my grandchildren. Yeah, well, that's so well said and so beautifully said. Uh, And I hope it's an encouragement uh, to those of you watching or listening that may be mothers and may be in the thick of all of it and pulling your hair out and going, I don't know if I can take this anymore. (laughs) Um, That's a voice that's been there and she understands. And Katie, you know, it's not a lot of people from your generation that what you did was not necessarily that popular uh, to take a decade and a half out and to do that. Um, we've made that choice in the McCullough household. And there are mm-hmm. days when my bride has said, should I have, you know, stayed in the workforce? Um, not because she just had a desire to do it, but she felt like maybe financially as a family, we'd be in a better place, but God's allowed us to do what we've done. And we're grateful, uh, to really, in some ways with the new work from home economy, kind of both be there for the kids as much as possible. And, you're right. I think that they're the best legacy we'll leave. There's not going to be anything that's going to, you can't put anything on my tombstone that's going to trump what my kids are going to be able to do and be <laughs> become because they had a mother and a father who loved them. And sadly, people know that that's scientifically accurate and we're denying the opportunity, which could spawn off into a whole bunch of other discussions right now, which I don't want to do. In our final minute uh, that we have left, I do want to ask you a fun question. You've worked with several different presidents. What's the funniest interaction you've ever had with a commander in chief? Ooh, that's an amazing question. Okay. So I worked for President Nixon, President Ford. I was young. I had it in the West Wing of the White House. I worked for President Reagan. I knew them all. Um, could walk in and out of the Oval Office. But the funniest thing was in working for President Trump. So at the beginning of the Trump administration, there's President Trump sitting in the Oval Office behind the resolute desk. I mean, this is the desk that the all desk. presidents have sat, the desk. And we're sitting there, it's a morning meeting. I'm there with the Secretary of State. We're briefing the president. I don't even remember what the topic was. And the president is having a Diet Coke. And he's taking that Diet Coke and he is putting a Diet Coke with a lot of ice on the surface of the Resolute Desk. I'm thinking, oh my God, this is looking on the ring de- on the desk that John F. Kennedy spoke from, that Ronald Reagan spoke from. He's gonna leave a ring. And then he says to the Secretary of State, hey, you want a Diet Coke? What do you say? You can't say, no, thanks, sir, I'm fine. Of course you say, yes, sir, love one. And so then the the, the, um, valet brings us the Diet Coke. So here I am looking at the Secretary of State. We're thinking, what do we do with our Diet Cokes? We can't put them on the desk. And we're sitting right up at the desk. We can't put them, oh my God, you know, maybe it's Donald Trump's ring that presidents 100 years from now will look at, but they sure don't want to look at KT McFarland's ring of the Diet Coke. And so I look at the Secretary of State, he looks at me. We knew if we put that darn Diet Coke, that glass full of ice on the floor, then we'd probably spill it all over the famous rug, the Oval Office rug. So he looks at me, he pulls out the little handkerchief that he's got in his pocket, and he puts it down on the Resolute desk, and the two of us put our little Diet Cokes right there. We did not leave a ring. So (laughs) posterity will know that we had good manners. Or will it? I'll leave that up to the next generation to figure out. (laughs) I don't know if they'll know about it, because your ring was not there. Um, Wasn't there. Hey, T. McFarland, uh, it is a pleasure to have you with us. Thanks for coming on that Kevin show. Thank you. It's always a pleasure to be with you, Kevin. You got it. Kevin McCullough coming right back. Don't go away. 
My name is Imran Ansari, and I lead the Civil Litigation Division of Idala, Bertuna, and Kamins. Suffering an injury in an accident can be a life-changing experience. Whether you've been involved in a car accident, a construction site accident, a slip and fall, or injured because of someone else's negligence, we can help. Our team of experienced trial attorneys will never settle for less than what you are owed. We are always ready to go to court to fight for you and seek justice. If you have been injured because of someone else's negligence, you have legal rights and may be entitled to significant money to compensate you for your pain and suffering. Hiring the right attorney is important. The combined experience of the lawyers at Idala, Bertuna, and Kamins will be able to lead you through the personal injury lawsuit process and aggressively fight for the best result. If you or a loved one have been injured in an accident, don't delay. Call 212-486-0011, 212-486-0011, or visit us at idalalaw.com. Idala, Bertuna, and Kamins, fighting for justice, fighting for you. Hi, Kevin McCullough. Mike Lindell and MyPillow are launching the new MyPillow 2.0 with a special buy one, get one free offer. The MyPillow 2.0 offers a brand new temperature regulating technology that helps keep you comfortable throughout the night. It dissipates heat and humidity and it creates a cooling sensation to maintain a cooler surface temperature. Call 1-800-651-0798. MyPillow knows that core body temperature plays a big role in how well you sleep and the new fabric technology helps regulate your body temperature through the night by creating a lower surface temperature for a more restful night's sleep. Call 1-800-651-0798. Of course, it's machine washable, dryable, 10-year warranty, 60-day money-back guarantee, and made in the USA. Just go to the radio listener specials page at MyPillow.com and use promo code WMCA or call 1-800-651-0798. That's 1-800-651-0798. And don't miss this incredible opportunity to buy one, get one free on the new MyPillow 2.0. Call 1-800-651-0798. That's 1-800-651-0798. Download the AM570 The Mission mobile app on iTunes, Google Play, or listen on WMCA.com, TuneIn, iHeart, Alexa, or Odyssey.com. Inflation is pushing up the cost of just about everything. Food, gas, clothing. But life insurance, which thanks to inflation you need now more than ever, actually costs less today than it did a few years ago. Now is the time to get the insurance you need at a price you can afford. Call Select Quote now and we'll help you save more than 50% on term life insurance. In a hurry? Don't worry. With Select Quote, you can get up to $2 million in instant, same day coverage with no medical exam. That's right, get up to $2 million in instant, affordable, same day coverage with no medical exam in under an hour. Call Select Quote now at 1 800 507 2266. That's 1 800 507 2266. Or go to SelectQuote.com now and get up to $2 million in instant, same day coverage with no medical exam. That's 1-800-507-2266. Full details on example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. This is Jerry Boyer for townhall.com. The Securities and Exchange Commission recently sent a letter to Chevron denying the company's request to exclude a request from a shareholder for a vote from other shareholders, which asked the company to study the risks of giving up the production of fossil fuels. Green activists routinely try to cajole oil companies into trying to guess the effects of fossil fuel usage on the weather decades into the future. But one shareholder, the financial advisor David Bonson, is asking the more relevant question. What would happen to our investment value if Chevron got out of the oil business? It's high time that people who are actually investing their own money get into the game, which up until now has been dominated by activists. Exxon will also have a similar proposal on their ballot. It's their chance to speak up and defend what they do every day. Power the world. I'm Jerry Boyer. The Pepperdine School of Public Policy, America's unique graduate program for leaders. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio, coming to you live from the Connors & Sullivan Broadcast Studio. Everywhere I go, oh, oh, I seize it all. happening in New York or across the globe. Learn why it matters first on Kevin McCullough Radio. All right, Kevin McCullough, very glad to have you with us. And as you know, if you've been listening here in the New York area for the last number of weeks, uh, we are on the verge of what we call our Pastors Appreciation Event. 
It is one of the most important things that I think we as a radio station do each year because it is our way of saying thank you to some who don't often get told thank you very much. In fact, if you look at some of the statistics, uh, you have about 1,500 pastors a year that walk away from what they had previously believed to be God's calling on their life. And they're burned out for a lot of different reasons. Uh, but one of the ways that we think we can help mitigate some of that is just to get you all together, serve you breakfast, put our arm around you and say, we love you and we're grateful for you. And part of the uh, part of the fun thing of the morning each day that we do this every year is to have a special guest uh, come in uh, this time from the great state of Tennessee, the Nashville area. Pastor Alan Jackson, who you hear weekday mornings on WMCA here in the New York area. If you're listening in other parts of the country, you may get him on uh, different outlets where you are, television or radio. But uh, Pastor Jackson, it's good to have you back. We're just a couple of days away. And I know from having spoken with several pastors already, uh, there are a lot of people looking to um, this event on Thursday. They're they're excited about getting together with fellow shepherds again. That's something that doesn't happen very often. Um, and I just wonder sometimes if we didn't just take a second, like, you know, on a Sunday, like, you know, when our pastor has really preached his heart out, usually for multiple services, if we just took them aside and shook their hand and said, hey, we really appreciate all the effort that you give. If that might not help uh, some mitigate some of those discouraging elements as well. What do you think? Oh, I absolutely agree with you, Kevin. I, you know, I think we're usually. I'm probably more aware of people's shortcomings and failures than we are ready to express appreciation. And I think just a few kind words of acknowledgement and recognition would do a great deal to bring some momentum back to our churches. Yeah. Well, and let's talk about that for a second. It doesn't. So let me back up to go forward. One of the things that my pastor has been speaking about uh, over the last couple of years is that he's noticed that particularly in a very kind of hardened area like the New York Tri-State area where um, it's very secular, it's very kind of anti-church, uh, anti-God, people think they don't need Jesus for many, many years when he was serving, um, he noticed that coming out of COVID and with a lot of the turmoil in the world today, that this is kind of the first season where when he's been at his son's lacrosse game, um, and somebody said, Hey, you know, what are you doing now? And he, he, he doesn't get a, a weird look on their face when he says, well, I'm a pastor. Um, and in fact, he's noticed that there are more people saying, you know, we need more of what you have. Tell me more about that. How do I find out more about that? Um, we're, we're in a different type of environment. It seems at least in this area of the country right now. And I think that some of that has to come from some of the pain, but if, if we just, and so he's, he's encouraged us to try to be more evangelistic, just let people know when they say, Hey, what'd you do this weekend? Oh, well, we went to church. Um, little things like that can be a little moment to just drop in the gospel in, in very, what seemed like insignificant ways, but it starts to, it starts to lay down a pattern. And then when people have questions, they can come to you. I think similarly, just, Casting a little bit like that, those little encouraging, you know, remarks to particularly your pastors who serve uh, long and hard. Um, I think that that can do good for their spirit as well. There's no doubt about it. And if I could add one more idea to that, I think all the pastors listening would agree that we recognize the value of the community of faith coming together. That the people are strengthened far beyond our sermons or our messages. There's something about that being together with one another that truly does bring a strength. Well, the same is true when pastors get together. And I know we're busy and our lives are crowded and there's a lot of reasons not to come. I don't think it's because I'm going to deliver some amazing message they've never heard before. But I think we will all gain strength from one another in recognizing that we're not alone and that there are other people doing their best to make a difference as well. So I would encourage any of the pastors or church leaders that are in the area that can be there I think we will find that the Spirit of God will encourage us when we make the effort to to get together with one another and realize that we're in this together. It makes such a difference. That sounds so amazing, and I know it to be true from past events. And when I was a student, even at Moody Bible Institute 150 years ago, um, the pastor's conference would come over the summer, and I stayed on campus for a few of my first summers there. Um, and it was always fun to hear a chapel full of pastors singing worship uh, with their whole heart. 
And I don't know how many pastors ever get to be in another room with other pastors to to do what we do this coming Thursday, but we're going to have some very um, spirit-led worship. We're going to have uh, a special presentation from Hezekiah Walker, who is a pastor himself. Uh, and then we're going to be encouraged by what uh, you have to say, uh, Pastor Jackson, and, and what you're bringing for us. Um, I'm just curious, can you give us a little sneak peek of um, a, a little bit of what you, you want to, what, what's what's God laying on your heart to bring to us on Thursday? Well, I think there's two pieces of it. One is just how valuable the church is. And if we don't believe that, the culture around us never will. It's not arrogance. It, it's just a necessity to believe that we have something to offer. And then I think the value of provocative truth. I think we have tried to negotiate with evil and it hadn't worked real well. We're going to have to have the courage to speak the truth to our culture. But if we'll do that, God will meet us in those places. Well, I know that, uh, friends, there are many of you that have gone in the past. And if you've been in the past, you know what a special time it is to be together. But I would really encourage you, along with uh, what Pastor Jackson said, make the time, take the time. It's this Thursday. Uh, all the details are at WMCA.com. And again, if your pastor doesn't know about it, maybe he hasn't heard about it. Maybe you bring him. Maybe you bring your pastor uh, because it's just it's just a gift of love that we have uh, from our radio station to you. And I want to I want to speak to this real quickly, uh, Pastor Jackson, get your thought. I think a lot of times those that are in Christian media, whether they're on television or on radio, I think the temptation by some of the people that listen or watch is to think, those are the superstar Christians. Those are the real Christians. Those are the ones that really do it. And I know that in some places where Christian radio has a very big presence, sometimes it even intimidates pastors because they don't feel quite up to the level of what they're hearing on the radio. Um, we want to take exactly the opposite approach to this. We want to serve those who come this Thursday and, and let them know how much they are truly appreciated. We absolutely do. You know, the people that sit in the pews each weekend look at the pastor or whoever's leading those services and imagine that being a Christ follower is easier for them. We all know the truth. Ministry is hard work, and it's a challenge, and we're terribly inconsistent in our hearts. But if we can be transparent with one another about that, I believe together we're much stronger. Not too late to register. You can do it right now. Kevin McCullough coming right back. Concerned about the impact the current state of our culture will have on the future leaders of the nation? Studies show a child's worldview begins taking shape as soon as they can speak. At City Life Academy, they believe this is true. They equip and prepare students beyond academics and into the spiritual side of life. They prepare them to engage with a challenging world, not hide from it. At City Life Academy, they teach students how to think, not what to think. Using God's Word as the foundation for a biblical worldview, their goal is to produce a generation that uses God-given reason and is not afraid to be the lights in darkness. They teach students to love their neighbors with compassion and grace while standing firm in faith. City Life Academy has a world-class high-tech facility in Brooklyn with affordable tuition rates for students from 3-year-old pre-K to 12th grade. Students are mentored in a gospel-centered atmosphere by caring staff who demonstrate biblical grace in students' daily lives. For more information, visit citylife.academy or call 718 718- 436-8924. That's citylife.academy or 718-436-8924. The all-new series, Bible Alive, with Dr. David Schroeder is heard every Sunday morning at 9.30. Dr. Schroeder is the founder of Masterworks, the overseas ministry motivating disciples to make disciples. Tune in Sunday mornings at 9.30 to hear testimonies and stories from lives changed around the world through Masterworks. Listen to Bible Alive, Sunday mornings at 9.30, and hear Dr. Schroeder transform and impact your community. Visit masterworksinc.org. You're smart, you're busy, and don't have time to waste on the mainstream media cycle. Salem News Channel breaks that cycle. Topics that matter from hosts worth watching. Dinesh D'Souza, Andrew Wilkow, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. Salem News Channel, not like the other guys. Watch anytime on any screen, free, 24-7. Find everything you need to know at snc.tv. That's snc.tv. AM570 The Mission doesn't have to stop when you turn off the radio. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter or Instagram. Download the app. Just search AM570 The Mission. Take us wherever you go. AM570 The Mission. WMCA. What 
you need to know when you need it. It's Kevin McCullough Radio. All right, Kevin McCullough, glad to have you with us. Uh, and thank you for making us your choice each weekday. Uh, I know you've got a lot of different options in terms of uh, where you spend your listening. And I, it is not lost on me that you choose us. And I am grateful. More than 3.3 million people now access us on podcast. And I uh, want to say thank you to every single one of you. Uh, that doesn't include all the people that are listening by radio. And of course, those of you that tune in to catch the TV version of That Kevin Show on the weekends uh, on the Salem News Channel. We've got a big show, by the way, coming up this week. I hope that you'll be with us. Ashley Hayek of the America First Policy Institute, KT McFarland. Um, we've got uh, Tim Mahoney of the Patterns of Evidence, the director of that uh, film series. Uh, and we've got... Um, there's one I'm leaving someone out. I forget who I'm leaving out. And in the music spotlight, we've got, Oh, in the, uh, uh, dry bar comedy stage, we've got, um, Kim Curley, who's got a funny mother's day sketch that we'll be getting to. And then in the uh, music spotlight, the one, the only Ed Sheeran. So you do not want to miss this coming weekend's, uh, that Kevin show on the Salem news channel, 9 PM. Eastern. The app is available everywhere that you get apps. And uh, it's available on every screen at snc.tv, snc.tv. All right, uh, big shocker of a news story here. A research group at Oregon State University is tracking a trend which started in remote schools that had trouble recruiting teachers because the idea seems to have caught on, especially with teachers and administrators, unsurprisingly. The group noticed that what was once a method used to deal with a crisis has gained momentum because, well, it's nice for people who run the schools. Students apparently like it, too. Naturally, they wondered, is this actually good for the people for whom the schools are run and not just the ones running the schools? This is according to HotAir.com. What are they talking about? They're talking about a little a little new move in the uh, educational arena. Some some schools decided that they would move to four day weeks. Instead of five-day weeks. So, again, students love it. Certainly the teachers love it. Oh, yeah. Or the teachers' unions love it. Um, But here's the downside. Less classroom time correlates directly with progressively lower test scores and academic achievement. Uh, The four-day school week have found to be subpar. Nationally, 850 school districts representing thousands of individual schools have dropped the fifth day of instruction up from 650 districts in 2019. School days are longer on the other four days to compensate for the lost hours. Some school days offer daycare or activities on the remaining weekday that the school is closed, for which parents usually have to pay out of pocket. That's a big shock. But this is what they learned. Send Send kids to school one less day per week. Get much uh, lower test scores across the board. So maybe those 850 districts should reevaluate instead of forcing parents to find daycare for the fifth day. Why don't you just have school? Why don't you just make teachers go back to the classroom? Why don't you just do your job, teachers unions? I know that the average teacher doesn't want to see kids hurt, but the unions don't seem to care. And this is this is uh, I'm sure that they were very shocked to, to, to get the to get the news. Oh, guess what? Uh, we're going to school less. Uh, the test scores tend to uh, resemble that. Shocker. Kevin McCullough. We'll see you next time.